Hello and welcome to We Were Hit by a Horse Truck and Got Easy Candid to Equestria. I am Ponyville and I guess Appaloosa's beloved Graceful Spark. With me as always is my darling co-host, Spilled Beans. How you doing today, Beans? Uh, filled with trepidation, I think is a good way of putting it. Yep. Oh. Yep. And that, dear listener, is a sign that we are going to be talking about uh, season one, episode 21, Over a Barrel, directed by the same people as always, written by Dave Polsky, who you'll remember also wrote Feeling Pinky Keen, which we weren't wild about. Original air date, March 25th, 2011. <sighs> boy. Oh, boy. We're going to level with you, folks. This is the Buffalo episode. Yeah, uh, we, we've mentioned it several times in the past. Um, and we're happy to, well, we're not happy to inform you that it's not good. If this episode it, feels a little light, don't worry, we'll get you a normal one soon. It's, I will admit, it is better than my memory was saying it was. It wasn't, it wasn't as extremely racist as I, as my memory was telling me it was. It is just very racist. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. There are some damning things about this episode that we'll talk about when we get there. Well, let's get this train wreck rolling, shall we? Yeah. Speaking of, we do start on a train. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we start on a train. In fact, we start with uh, Applejack reading a story to uh, later find out is an apple tree. An apple tree named Bloomberg. What a name. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I can't even do the thing of, I hope that name doesn't have any weird implications in human world, because, like, the whole, the reason that name is even more problematic than it was in 2011 happened before we got here. I can't even do my usual bit. Yeah. Oh, fuck. What a bad choice for a name for a tree. Mm-hmm. I, I see what they were going for. It's like, oh, you know, it's a... It's an apple tree. Those have blooms. Those have blossoms. And yet here we are. Yeah. Uh, it's a dark timeline, even for even for My Little Pony, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, well, this is kind of the best part of the episode, this, this front part on the train here, before we, like, really know what the episode is about. Yeah. Yeah, that and is how that be. We get a... We get Rarity coming in, she's like, Applejack! You know, everyone pony else is stuffed in that other car while well, you got a private sleeper for a tree? Uh, I, I really love the vibes of Rarity just really wanted Applejack to read her a bedtime story and is upset <laughs> that she's doing it for a tree instead. I, I think that's certainly part of it. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, ostensibly it's about the room and the accommodations, but I really like the idea this is Rarity kind of uh, doing, it seems weird to say bratting when I feel like Rarity's kind of the top of their relationship i don't know They're, they both have switchergy to me but yeah, yeah this, this is this is rarity having a bottom moment for sure yeah to you know show up and fuck with applejack and you know try and get a, a rise out of her mm -hmm. and uh and applejack's like you know well you know big strong bloomberg here's a uh the reason we're going and there's a whole joke with uh where it's like, oh, you're babying that tree, and Applejack is like, no, nah, I'm not babying you, you're a big strong tree, aren't you? Yeah, fucking baby talks the tree. Yeah. And, like, 
pets it and leans into it and stuff like it oh it's uh applejack loves this tree this is good this is good treat applejack yeah they th- why is it fucking named bloomberg why'd they do yeah. this yeah like applejack shows more affection to bloomberg than she has to anyone else i think like this is more the other she ever showed like apple bloom on screen yep yep uh yeah she this is this is the one uh, living creature that Applejack seems to actually show true compassion for, as opposed mm-hmm. to like friendship or other other emotions that she seems to show most for family, which is uh, bickering. The tree's not gonna fuck you, Applejack. <laughs> Look, she's an apple bucker. I don't know what you want. <laughs> All right, uh, and then at some point, yeah, we have this whole conversation. We go back to the other room and. Uh, well, first we get actually the second shot of it, but this train is not a normal train, folks. Yeah. It does have the, like, actual, oh, damn, I know I know we have the... multiple, sorry, go ahead, engine, that's the thing. Yeah, it has the engine, but the train isn't steam-powered or anything, it's just drawn by ponies. Like, there's, like, six ponies in, like, train engineer caps with the train tied to their backs and they're just running. yeah. Yeah, there's Why just the six Earth then? ponies, right? It's fucking baffling. I get, I get it's so that the train looks like a train to the audience, but it seems like if you have ponies pulling this thing, it seems like strapping this big metal thing to it would just make it harder if you're not yeah. going to use that to move the train. Yeah, especially because, like, these. I think these are the same boys, because like, the opening shot of us, like, zooming in on the train from the very start is us seeing these six boys, and then, like, it's night now, and it's the same six boys. Like, holy shit, yeah. guys. Must you work don't take long breaks? Shifts. Yeah. Is the engine just full of, like, sleeping ponies who are gonna, like, trade out the running job and they all look the same? It's gotta be a, quite the maneuver to, like, switch out ponies. The first right? thing is, like, mind you, they're running directly in front of it, so, like, one of them trips or, like, gets tired or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's straight into the cow catcher, baby. Which Yeah, I guess it'd be a horse catcher here. Yeah, it does have a cow catcher. Oh, yeah, horse catcher on it, which is a little upsetting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we 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 end up in one of the cars where the rest of the main six are all chatting with each other, including the first like legible line being heard of Rainbow Dash saying, "Oh boy, we're going fast." Mm-hmm. What? All right, cool. That's the energy we're bringing, huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. Ah. <sighs> Okay, I gotta say, like, it makes sense to have a train on the rails, like, trains roll a lot more efficiently than something, like, a a wagon or something, so it makes sense for them, I guess, to be pulling the train on rails, but it's still, like... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Very silly to me that, like, you have ponies pulling it instead of... I guess they don't have steam power, they just have, like, ponies running. But, like, there are times when they have clearly working electricity as well. Yeah, like, there's, for example, like, inside the train, like, there are, like, clearly lights that look yeah. like, you know, recessed interior can lights. They're not candles or anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do get a candle later, but... Yeah. But, like, inside the train... My has a weird tech level, and we've already had this yeah. point. But, yeah. Yeah, the, the tech level... It's made very clear that the tech level is, like, you know, whatever... Yeah, whatever works for that scene, because, like, they have video games. Mm-hmm. You know... But whatever. Uh, anyways. Yeah. Uh, Someone's playing Civilization and has, has developed how to make, like, 
planes and shit before developing the steam engine because that's just how the tech tree works. Mm hmm. Anyway, so we go to the the car where everypony's sitting and talking, and you know they're all chatting. They're all like excited to get to Appaloosa. Mm-hmm. And uh, Spike is like, "Hey, can you all shut up? I'm trying to sleep. I was up early making popcorn for you all." Which is a weird energy. Yeah, it. For one thing, I I would admit I'm not much of a popcorn eater, but it seemed like if you made popcorn in the morning and you ate it at night, it wouldn't okay. be very good. Yeah, but you real stale. Like, I quite enjoy popcorn, but, like, it's gotta be warm. As soon as that stuff gets cold, it is garbage. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah. So, you know, Spike says this, and then, like, Rainbow Dash is sitting next to the popcorn. She's like, oh, speak of you missed a few kernels. And then there's this, you know, Spike blows a pretty impressive gout of flame, like, across the train up at Rainbow Dash. Yeah. Which is more fun than I've ever seen him produce, so impressive. Mm-hmm. That's been pretty grumpy. Mm-hmm. He's a baby. He needs to sleep. Yeah. It does. It does have the good bit where the where Rainbow's uh like paper bag of popcorn turns into just like a little smoldering pile of like kernels, mm-hmm. and the one on top is like glowing orange and pops and and like smacks her in the face. Yeah, that's good. Uh, it's a good bit. Every time you're making popcorn, the one that goes loose always like hits your arm or something. It mm-hmm. it's a very very relatable vibe. Always get you right in the eye once the, when the dragon <laughs> fire blasts it. Yeah, exactly. I do want to point out, Rainbow, Fluttershy, Pinky, and Twilight are all visibly loafing in this scene. Yeah. So, like, we had a we had a drought of like eight episodes straight of no horse loaves, and then this is the episode that gives us four of them out of the gate. Uh it's almost insulting. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but yeah, sorry. I think they know we're we're loaf tracking. Yeah, it seems frustrating that, like, they figured out that this is something I care about, like, ten years after the show was made. Uh, Uh, They didn't even know there was going to be an adult fan base at this point, but they're already like, okay, we gotta have some weird loaf droughts. (laughs) Fuckers. (laughs) Don't they know who we are? No. We've established that they don't, but... Yeah. Okay. Uh, Okay, so, they turn the lights out. Uh-huh. And there's this whole, like, probably the best conversation of the episode happens here where, yeah, lights are out, uh, Rainbow Dash is like, Pinkie Pie, are you awake? And Pinkie's like, yeah, Rainbow Dash, are you awake? Pinkie Pie, of course I'm awake, otherwise I couldn't have asked you. And then, you know, they're talking about candlelight, and then there's this whole very famous conversation that went down in Horror Street, and that imprinted onto the fandom, much in the way Scootaloo Chicken and Sweetie Belle Dictionary did. Where, yeah. uh, you know, basically Rainbow Dash, Pinkie Pie, and Twilight trying to like put into words how this goes because it's it's well, pretty I, funny to watch, but it's like I, I think I can do this. Yeah, go for it. Um, so the, so the conversation like evolves into into Rainbow Dash asking Pinkie Pie, uh, a kind of weirdly loaded question, uh, which Pinkie Pie mis misinterprets as Rainbow Dash asking if uh if Fluttershy is a tree. Yes, but it's it's like, is it Fluttershy or Bloomberg the tree that that uh, Rainbow Dash is asking about? And Rainbow Dash tries to clarify, and and then like sarcastic says like, oh yeah, because Fluttershy is a tree, and Pinkie Pie's like, she's not a tree, silly. And then they have to have that conversation back and forth for a bit until 
Twilight uh, shows up. Like Yeah, Twilight shows up and she's like, What the hell are you talking about? And Pinkie Pie's like, Oh, Rainbow Dash thinks that Fluttershy's a tree. And and then it, it just turns into a four line actually I guess five really. Uh, yeah. like beautiful conversation that is Twilight saying, You know she's not a tree, right? And 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 then and Pinkie Pie being she's not a tree, Dashie, and and then just Fluttershy leaning in saying, I'd like to be a tree. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. And then Spike telling them all to fucking shut up and go to bed. Yeah, uh, and then... Because he's just been in the background of this entire conversation, is his, like, little blanket snoring. Like, it's upsetting how good the start of this episode is. Yeah, this episode is great until we actually get to the part the episode is about, because then Spike yeah. storms off, and then, yeah, like, well, he was Huffy. Yeah, Huffy the Magic Dragon. Mm, yeah, that one, that one felt a bit weird, but okay. Which implies that the song Puff the Magic Dragon exists in this universe. You know what? Never mind. It's perfect. I love it. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Rarity shows up and like, what do you all be quiet now? And she's got like the cucumbers in her eyes and the face mud and the, the rollers in her hair. Yeah, she's, she's full on like angry mother, like storming into a sleepover like mm -hmm. vibes. It's... It's it's powerful and mm -hmm. kind of horrifying to everyone involved. Yeah, they all hurriedly blow out the candle while Spike goes in and, like, cuddles up next to Bloomberg in bed. Yeah. It's really interesting to me that this tree gets more personhood than, like, the cows and pigs do, even though the cows we know can talk, but all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, friends, if you're starting to feel the start of, like, the, wait a second, this episode's gonna be real weird about racism, isn't it? Yeah, we told you up at the about the start of all this, but also, yes, it's beginning now. Yep. And then it's the next morning and a buffalo stampede is happening. Yeah. So, to be clear, the buffalo are the My Little Pony universe's metaphor for Native Americans. Yeah, like, all of them have, like, a single feather sticking out over one ear, which Rarity does complement their choice of accessories, mm -hmm. which, like... Oof, ouch, okay. Well, that's one way to put it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they they show up and they run they run with the train and then some start doing the like race car jostling bumping against the, the boys pulling the train and Ah uh, the 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 one girl coded uh young buffalo shows up and and jumps on top of the train and like Rainbow Dash keeps trying to talk to her and she just doesn't respond and like tricks Rainbow Dash into running into like a, a, a sign. sign and and disconnects the the sleeper car that the tree is in and Spike mm -hmm. or Spike is in from from the rest of the train and and uh the the all the all the buffalo like drag this train car a different direction I guess backwards it's train track, but it seems to be implied that they're, like, taking the the car in a way that can't be recovered. It's kind of confusing. Don't worry, we never see this train car again, so it's fine. Yeah, like, presumably they get it far enough away and then, like, take Spike and the tree out of it? Yeah, but what about the next fucking train coming? I'm, I mean, I guess yeah. I don't blame them for not giving a shit about that, but, yeah, you know. Maybe they derail the car, who fucking knows? Yeah, that seems like the reasonable thing to do, which... I hope they did. But again, we never see this car again, so don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it too much. Yeah. 
I do appreciate that, like, the the first reaction from the main five who aren't Rainbow, da- Rainbow Dash, because Rainbow Dash is, like, still knocked out from the sign, is, like, Applejack's like, oh, no, they're kidnapping Bloomberg. Yeah. And the other one's being like, oh, and Spike! Because mm-hmm. they see him screaming, but, like, Rainbow Dash wakes up, looks over, and just says, oh, shit, they're kidnapping Spike, and goes running after the, well, flying after the the car. So, like, hey, Rainbow Dash cares more about Spike than the tree. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. which I guess makes sense. Rainbow Dash has never been, like, much of a tree appreciator. Yeah, she's just kind of, like, actually, for the most part, a good character in this episode until the episode decides she can't be a good person anymore it's a whole thing don't worry yeah. about it don't worry about it uh we'll worry about it don't worry yeah anyways we get to appaloosa uh every pony rushes out of the train and we meet brayburn and um listeners at home if the name brayburn sounds familiar to you but you've never seen this episode uh well you might be familiar with the uh porn artist who named himself after this pony brayburn oh fuck that is where that where that are uh, like Every, mm. I've always just known them as Bray. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Their art style do, is kind of reminiscent of Milo Pony stuff, huh? Yep. Uh, huh. According according to this wiki for a page I'm looking at, uh, you gotta start in the Brony fandom. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah, it seems about right. Mm-hmm. Hey Bray, if you're listening, you want to come on the podcast? Uh, that's the most e- plausible. <laughs> oh, Email us at fuckdoor at eastcott. <laughs> that's the most plausible one we've done yet eventually someone's gonna call our bluff i know right it'll happen eventually we'll figure it out but you know mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. and ironically if any of these people do email us uh we'll we'll work it out unless you're one of the really shitty people that we've done too yeah yeah <sighs> but like yeah actually if in the fullness of time bray does hear this episode and you want to come on my dude don't worry we'll figure out a way to send a truck at you and you can you can end up in here for for a day, it's great. Yeah, you you can you can be dead for a little while. It's very restful, I believe. Yeah, I mean you can just do like an isekai coma rather than an isekai death, like we did, and it's fine. Oh, it's an, a thing. An isekoma. Ah. Uh, okay, so we are greeted by Brayburn. Who uh, the thing you have to know about Brayburn is that he's very excited about his town, which he always like refers to by, like, standing up on his hind hooves, kicking his forehooves in the air, and going, Hey, hey, Appaloosa! He never refers to his own any other way. He's always that excited about it. I mean, and also, he's Applejack's cousin. Yeah, yeah. Also, outside of this one time we talked to him, he doesn't really say much in the entire episode after this. Yeah. Which is weird, because, uh, it feels like he should say more, but he doesn't. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, given that his whole thing in the start of the episode is that he doesn't let Applejack get a word in Edgewise and insists on introducing every pony to the town before, like, Applejack gets to say anything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's even like, you might introduce your friends? Whatever. And then we got our whistle-stop tour of Appaloosa, which has some of the best gags in the episode. Yeah, these are some, these are some extremely good gags. Yeah, you know, welcome to Appaloosa. Got all the fine accessories of living. Got, yep. got a horse-drawn carriage, and it's just like, it's just a horse pulling a carriage. And then he's like, all right, we got to change. And the guy in the, in the carriage is like, oh, but I just got in here. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, okay, these two boys just swap places the whole time. All right, yeah. cool. And then we got the, the horse-drawn, horse-drawn carriages, and we see three ponies drawing, like, on easels and, like, pads of paper, drawing another horse, drawing a carriage. 
Like drawing yeah, another horse pulling a carriage. It's extremely good. It's a good goof. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and background pony watch, we do see a Lyra in like kind of a nice sort of bonnet situation. Yeah, I thought she looked familiar. Maybe yeah. distant relative or something. Yeah, because like, okay, so a lot of the background ponies in this are just like ponies we would see around Ponyville, but they're wearing hats so that you know they're settler <laughs> yeah. ponies. Uh, yeah, they do call them settler ponies, too. Hmm. Frequently. That is the only thing they're ever referred to as. They're not even called, like, the Appaloosans. They're just always called the settler ponies. Yeah, it's a... Uh... uh, can... <laughs> listener, can you guess the kind of metaphor this is going for? Actually, listener, I want you to guess what the, the moral thing of this episode is. Write it down on a piece of paper if you need to. Chances are, you may already be right. That you yeah. already know where this entire episode's going from here. Yeah. Spoiler alert, it's not, like, the right answer in this situation. Yeah, it's, it's very- yeah, oh yeah, also, obviously, it's very much the wrong answer. Yeah, so- But we do have one more good joke. Yeah, so we go by the salt block, which is, like, their version of a saloon. Mm-hmm. And so we get a pony getting thrown out the front with, like, extremely chapped lips, and, like, he sounds kind of drunk, but he's like, at least let me have a glass of water. Uh, and we see Sheriff Silverstar, who, whatever, but he does have a mustache, which I think is like, this is like the first pony we've seen with a mustache. Yeah, I know we get ones later with big yeah. mustaches, but this is, I think, the first one we've had, which is a giant mustache. Mm-hmm. And here's where we have our Wild West dances. We see a bunch of ponies, like, having a big dance, and here's where we have our Mild West dances, and it's a bunch of ponies, like, kind of moving. Yeah, that was, that, that did get a chuckle out of yeah. me. <laughs> Even knowing what was coming next, I that still got a laugh out of me. Yeah. All right. And that's like the last good joke of this episode. Yeah, like, you, you got Wild West, and then you got Mild West, and now you've just got Despair. Yeah. <sighs> we see Rayburn shows us the Apple Orchard, which, this seems like a weird climate for an Apple Orchard, but whatever, I'm not a, an right? Apple Doctor. Because they're, they're kind of out in, like, the desert. Like, this is very much, like, sort of Wild West. Yeah, like, this is, like... Like, some of the scenery really reminds me of, like, the Arizona deserts. Yeah. With, like, the mesas and stuff around. Like, this is definitely not where you want an apple orchard. Yeah. And, uh, uh yeah. And so, now that we've gotten all the jokes, I'm gonna start talking a little faster, I think. So. There is, there is one thing that I want to point out. Because yeah. it, it really stuck out to me. Because, like. After showing it off, and and then, like, we get introduced to the, the conflict of thing, which is Brayburn saying the sentence, uh, Damn Buffalo want us settler ponies to take every single tree you see here off this land. And Fluttershy asks, but why? And his response is, beats me, we put a lot of hard work into this land. Yeah. Yep. Mmm. 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 Yeah. Mmm. What's that? What's that? I'm, I'm tasting right now. Is that American exceptionalism? Yeah, mm. yeah. we just showed up and decided this was ours. We didn't even really bother talking to the people who were here first. Right? Uh, fucking hell. Oh, yeah, also the town's only been here for a year. Yeah. Yeah, like, fucking hell. My brother and Celestia, you've been here a year. These buffalo have been around a long longer. Maybe, maybe you should ask them why they're pissed off about you putting a giant fucking orchard in. Yeah. Or maybe your entire goddamn town. But anyway. Yeah, or maybe you should just, like, leave. You know? Yeah. Like, because, like, we're never really told why they're out here. Why they're settling. They're 
they're just out here to manifest some destiny. I don't yeah. know what you want. It's not really like, you know, manifest destiny at Westport expansion, like, fucking sucked when the Americans did it. And it's not even like, we're not told they're, like, running out of room in Equestria or whatever. Like, there's not, not even anything like that, right? Yeah. There's no horse gold rush. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, uh, there, this is a very, like, we're gonna use all the, like, everything that is the whole Manifest Destiny bullshit that had people going, going west. Like, all that. We're just gonna use all the aesthetic of that without actually giving a reason why it's a thing in this setting. Yeah, and, which, like... Uh, it hurts and, so much. And, like, here's the thing, right? Like, if they just had, like, a Wild West town and... If they just had a Wild West town and, like, didn't have a whole thing with the Native Americans, maybe no one would have noticed. Yeah, like, if this was... If this didn't have the, like, you know, buffalo... Spoilers. The buffalo don't want an orchard on their on land that they view as sacred. Yeah. Which, keep that bit in mind, because they do... I, I, I think they use ancestral rather than sacred, but, like... The yeah. land itself is important to them. Like, the space that this orchard has been built on is an important place for them. Yeah. Like, like if that wasn't the point of the episode, and, like, this was just an episode about, like, a, a Wild West town that, like, was having trouble getting their orchard to stay growing or whatever. Yeah. Like, this would be a, this would be a fun episode, I guess. Yeah, like, if, yeah. Yeah, if you, like... Any other sort of Wild West aesthetic, you know, like, yeah. uh, I don't know, you have a, you know, pistols at noon or whatever. I don't fucking know. Like, I don't, like, we, we've not seen griffins again. Like, it would be a, a differently problematic thing in its own way, knowing what griffins are later. But, like, mm -hmm. we've only met one griffin who seemed, like, who seemed, like, just kind of a bully from a, yeah. like, standard society compared to Equestria, like... We would have just had, like, some griffin highwaymen who just, like, steal the coach off the end of the train and don't realize all that's in it is a tree. Mm -hmm. And, like, like that's the big thing of it, is, like, they were expecting to steal something really valuable, and, like, it's valuable to all the people on the train. Well, valuable to Applejack, anyway. But, like, it's just a tree. It has no value to them. And, like, yeah. that could have been a fun moral and, and, and like episode to build around that isn't rooted in extreme racism yeah exactly but you know uh, yeah uh regardless uh i don't yeah, really want to try and fix this episode too much but no no you're yeah. correct you're correct I, I start so next up we see rainbow dash and pinkie pie and they are trying to they're trying to go get spike back yeah and long story short they get captured yeah well, they get captured in that they get surrounded and they think they're about to get captured. And Rainbow Dash is like, "Oh, you gotta run!" And Spike and there's the Spikes just like, "No, no, no, don't worry, they're with me." And all the other the Buffalo are just like, "You sure?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, they're cool ponies." It's like, "Okay, all right." The Buffalo just agree with Spike. It's fine. He's been yeah. friends with friends with the Buffalo. It's cool. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah. They're chill. The Buffalo like dragons. Uh, yeah. Which I get. Mean, I like dragons too. Uh, mm hmm. Not fond of ponies, though, which I get it, right? Yeah, like, yeah, I can't imagine why the buffalo don't like ponies, you know, who yeah. moved in and over the course of a year. Anyway. Yeah, so, in case you haven't realized that the buffalo were metaphors for Native Americans yet, we get a lot of nice, you know, 
Pinkie Pie and Rainbow Dash are in their camp. You know, there's a lot of those nice conical tents there, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they sleep in teepees in case you haven't figured it out yet. Mm-hmm. We meet the chief who has a headdress that, like, I realize I'm not the most knowledgeable on all North American tribes that have existed, but I'm fairly sure the style of headdress he had was far more northern area tribes, like Central America and, like, Eastern Canada had those kind of headdresses, and those weren't quite so much a thing. Mm-hmm. In, like, Arizona desert region, I could be wrong. I might be. If someone emails in and says I'm wrong, I will happily accept it. But, like, of what I know, that's not the right region for it. Yeah, which isn't surprising. It's mm-hmm. it's a very, like, cartoon stereotype kind of thing to put on your character's head. Yeah, like, uh, I'm glad I don't have access to the internet, because right now what I want to do is go check, you know, the one football team's mascot and yeah. see if that's like literally the same headdress that this guy's wearing. Cause <sighs> also like the, he's voice acted by Scott McNeil. So, um, people may know this guy as Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z or multiple characters from like beast wars, the like animated animal transformers, like series that was around for a while, like a few years before my little pony came out. Like, his name is Chief Thunderhooves, by the way. Yes, yes. The chief is the fucking Chief Thunderhooves. Uh, but uh, Scott McNeil's Australian. Couldn't couldn't even find like a North American born voice actor for that one. Like not even like maybe a Native American voice actor for doing the chief. Yeah, of it's... your Native American analogy. Yeah, like maybe. So, uh, yeah, and apparently, according to this DVR comment by Lauren Faust, quote. We worked with an official native consultant on this episode and did revisions according to all his notes, but they didn't ask him to voice act? I mean, like, he he may not have been a voice actor. Like, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I am curious if he, for example, uh, knew what voice actor they were planning on going with for this character, or, like, did he just, like, just see a script and, like, maybe the initial animation work? Did he hear some of the sound effects that they were going to use? Because, oh boy, there's a later one where they definitely just use perhaps a bad choice of audio for a herd of buffalo, nay, Native Americans to be making. Yeah. It's, it's a whole thing. Yeah, and I, I, I cannot see inside Lauren Faust's heart. I don't know what happened on the show. But I also yeah. know there's a lot of horror stories about, like, we brought in a diversity consultant, but, you know... You know, and we listened to their notes, but some parts were already animated or whatever, and we couldn't change that, so. Yeah, like, I know some people who've been on certain teams like that, like, that do, like, production work like this, mm-hmm. and, like, there's one guy I know who'd just be, like, who used to work in, in, like, animation stuff, and it was just, he had a story of just one of the one of the jobs he worked. They'd put something forward, and then, like, everyone in the room would realize, like, this thing that we've made is, like, blatantly sexist because we're just making a woman be dumb at a thing and look and look sexy while doing it and just every head in the room would turn to him wait and wait for him to point it out to just so they could tell him no like (sighs) the unironically i would be really interested to know what this episode looked like before they talked to this consultant yeah and what his notes were i would actually like unironically 
I very much want to know that. That sounds like some really interesting information. Yeah, I would love to know if there was a worse version of this episode, or if it's largely unchanged, or what. I would love to know, but, well, one of the damning things that the history has not judged this episode kindly, mostly in that, like, there is, I think, basically no fandom memory of this episode. Like, there's a damn song in this episode that nobody remembers that I couldn't even find a cover of. Yeah, I mean, it's a bad song. Even the yeah. characters in the episode say it's a bad song. It's just bad. It, it is diegetically bad. Yeah, it is It is garbage, both both thematically and compositionally and emotionally. Yeah, and... I, I will say, we do get the last scene of Rainbow Dash being good, because we have, like, the... The Buffalo have their 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 little history lesson of like what what their side of the argument is, which is, mm. uh, by the way, um, they have stampeding grounds. So like you know, any of the more nomadic tribes that have like traditional places they would visit frequently as mm. just you know uh, spiritual reasons, and they just found out an entire fucking orchard is just on one of those now. Yeah. So they just can't do their stampedes anymore because there's a bunch of trees in the way. Yep. Um, and Rainbow Dash is really huffy through all this, and like she starts off being like, "Oh, but you, you kidnap Spike, so you can't actually be good for people." And then just listens to all this, and she's really angry and huffy. And then she's like, "You know what? We're gonna go to that fucking town and tell these ponies to move those fucking trees." Like, yeah. oh yes, correct. Yeah, Rainbow and Pinky do realize that the buffalo are correct here. Yeah, like I just love how quickly Rainbow turns from these guys are sus to listening to their side of the story to being like. Wait, no, shit, they're, they're, I understand exactly why they did the things they did, and actually they're right. Yeah. Like, oh, Rainbow, you're so good. Mm-hmm. Ah, and this is the last time Rainbow gets to be good for the entire episode. Yep. Uh, then we cut back to Appaloosa, and we get Applejack pulling Rarity's saddlebag straps really tight, and, uh... Again? Yeah. Applejack is a, is a, is a, um, bondage dom. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we do get a... a a pretty good bit, admittedly, where I was just like, well, you know, we're gonna have to do this long trek into Buffalo territory to find uh, Rainbow Dash and Pinkie Pie. And then I was just like, alright, let's go. And then, oh, there they are. They just walked back. They're right here. Yeah, they like, she takes one step, the camera moves over, and just the three of them are just chilling right there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, also Little Strongheart is there, who is our, you know, the only girl Buffalo. Yeah. The, the second voiced and named Buffalo. We get this whole thing where, like, Little Strongheart is going to talk to Brayburn, and then, like, Applejack and Rainbow Dash keep, like, interrupting and shouting over them before they can actually say anything. Yeah, um, I find that really interesting, because, like, Rainbow Dash is like, oh, you're going to have to hear, like, you really have to hear why the, why the Buffalo want the trees moved, and Brayburn's like, yeah, actually, I'd like to know, and then, like, fucking Applejack comes in and is like, oh, well, here's, you gotta know why the trees can't be moved. And, uh, like, Strongheart's like, actually, I'd be very interested to hear that. And then them trying to have this conversation is just plowed out of the way while these two main character ponies argue instead. Yeah, and then Twilight shows up and says, they both have good reasons to use language, which is wrong, Twilight. No, the, <laughs> the settlers should leave. Yeah, the, the settlers' reason for wanting the trees there is they've decided to live in an inhospitable place to them, and they need the trees there to have enough food to live. I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't come here then with yeah. your fucking trees. If yeah. trees are what you need yeah. in a fucking desert. Maybe you should fucking leave, Brayburn. Like, 
You, yeah. you don't really have a good reason to be here. Like, you could just fucking go home. Uh, one side says, we made decisions without asking anyone, and now uh, we want to keep those decisions and not change them. And the other side is saying, hey, you seriously fucked with our culture. And Twilight's in the middle saying, oh, you both have good points. Yeah. Fucking centrists. Centrism doesn't work. Don't listen to Twilight here. Yeah. Uh, but then it gets even worse. Yeah, so Because Twilight sounds like she's starting to at least try and ha- like mediate discussions and then Pinky. Pinkie Pie has an idea, and it's a song. It's a song because you gotta share, you gotta care, and nobody likes it. Chief Thunder Hooves and Sheriff Silverstar come to an agreement is that they both hated the song. Yeah. Like, the, Pinkie Pie thought that she could stop these two sides from having, like, a giant argument about whether this orchard should be there or not, and her two points were, uh, hey, we all have hooves, and... We're all vegetarians, and that means we should all just get along. Yeah. Thanks, Pinkie Pie. Good job. Yeah, and even in-universe, nobody likes the song. Everyone thinks it's bad. Yeah, like, the only person clapping at the end of it is Spike, and, like, we all know Spike is a little slow on the uptake, and he was also, like, playing the piano during Pinkie Pie's entire song. Yeah, so So he's got a horse in this race. Yeah, and the horse's name is Pinkie Pie. Right? And admittedly, like, okay, we've come to an agreement. That was the worst performance we've ever seen. That's a decent joke. It's a shame it's surrounded by all of this. Yeah. And <sighs> they agree that the battle will start tomorrow at high noon. Where, uh, if if the entire orchard has not been removed by high noon, the buffalo are going to stampede through the orchard and destroy the entire orchard and also the town. Which, like, yikes. Kind of don't blame them, but also yikes. Mm-hmm. Um, I say Rainbow Dash stops being a good character at this point, because pretty much her entire addition to the episode from this point onward is, um, she's, her, her trying to come up with an answer for what the fuck to do in this situation, and not having one. Mm-hmm. Like, the entire thing she says is like, oh, I can't think of a better situation for this, oh no! And she's like, oh, cool, thanks, what a scathing critique of people who, you know try to do the right thing, but may not have the right answer all the time. Yeah. Cool. Great. Thanks for that. Mm-hmm. Love seeing that in today's world. Yep. And, oh yeah, and in case you, like, weren't sure where this is supposed to be, uh, the buffalo keep eating spiked turquoise. So this mm-hmm. is, like, probably Arizona or Nevada or somewhere in the American mid to southwest. Yeah. Like, again, there there are mesas around. Like, it's yeah. it's very Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and so we see the settler ponies getting ready for the fight we see the buffalo you know sharpening their horns and getting ready there's and, some fucking face paint shit going on yeah which i think actually is at least regionally accurate mm-hmm. so there's that and the ponies are all making pies yeah okay so i'm gonna go past this part quickly because this part fucking sucks my guy so, uh-huh. Buffalo are all lined up outside town. Uh, Chief Thunderhooves is, like, about to lose his nerve, but then Pinkie Pie shows up to do a reprise of her song, and then that pisses off the Chief enough that he wants to... He charges. Yeah. And then... Do you think Pinkie Pie was a CIA plant? <laughs> uh, Pinkie... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pinkie... Oh, fuck. Pinkie Pie has been an op this entire time. Oh, uh, it makes sense. Uh, 
So, Buffalo charge into town, and the ponies throw apple pies at them. Yep. Which is like, yeah, that's what happened. That's... Yeah, 100%, that's how that worked. That's that's the part of this that really fucking sticks in my car, right? Like... Yeah. So... I mean, like, could you imagine if they actually did just fucking pull out guns in this, though? Like, uh, it would actually be less jarring, come to think of it. Yeah. Because, like, because, yeah. like, given the kind of show it is, you know that, like, if they have guns, they're not going to use them, right? Like, they're not, no one's going to be hurt. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's just like, th- like, throwing a pie at someone as an analogy for shooting them with a gun. So yeah. it's just. Cause, which leads to this really weird part where, like, Chief Thunder, who's is charging the sheriff, and he gets hit with a pie, and then, like, he falls to the ground, and, like, everyone acts like he's dead? But he yeah, just like got even, hit with a pie! Like, even, like, one, like, we saw, uh, er, like, earlier in, in the in the fucking fight, like, uh, 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 like, I think Yellow Pony with a green hat, and, and one buffalo, like, just... Just doing the like head heads butted up against each other, growling at each other thing, yeah. and we see them again once the chief's been hit by a pie, and like the buffalo has one like leg up over the fucking horse and is crying, and the horse like takes off their fucking hat, like the fucking chief just died. Yeah, like, what the shit? Yeah, like Spike hu- Spike hugs Twilight's leg and cries. Twilight can't like believe what she's seeing, but then <laughs> like. But then, like, the oh, chief, like, some of the pie falls into his mouth, and then he stands up, and he's like, he's fine, and he's like, that pie was delicious. Let's co- decide to coexist. Yeah, new plan. We're not actually going to do this thing anymore. And this pie tastes good. Yeah, and so then they, the ponies cut down some of the trees to make a path for the buffalo, and they decide to coexist as so long as the ponies give pie to the buffalo. That, that's the moral. Yeah, unironically... Like, the the letter to Princess Celestia is, you gotta, you gotta fucking share, and you gotta care, and Pinkie Pie gets angry at Twilight for stealing her song, and like, no, the actual moral of this is, colonialism is okay as long as you give them a sliver of land back when they threaten to fight you. Yeah, it's, <sighs> that's the thing, right? It's like, uh... like, that's the last joke of the episode, is that like, we do the... The iris out, and then Pinkie Pie like jams her hooves, and is like, "Hey, that—that's what my song said." But like, it's the Sunflower Ponies should never fucking been there in the first place. They should have left. They didn't have any reason to be there. Christ. It's real bad. Uh... Anyway, I—I I kind of want to just walk away and not have to think about this episode we just existed through. Yeah, um, sorry there weren't any like good jokes in this one, folks. Like. I mean, there were a few good ones yeah. right at the start, yeah. and then and then and then the rest of the episode happened. Then, like the actual episode happened, and all the good jokes fell out. Yep. Uh, it's bad, folks. There's a reason that like nobody fucking remembers this episode. Well, I remembered it, sure, certainly, but like I didn't care about it. Like, and like yeah. the wild thing is, I think this was the first episode of Pones I ever saw. Holy shit. Like, what a what a horrible entry point. My introduction to this series was a, a buddy of mine saying, like, hey, so I've been watching this pony show. Did you know the ponies are racist? And then he showed me either, <laughs> it was either this one or the Zakora episode. I forget which one. It was probably the Zakora one, come to think of it. But, yeah, the Zakora one's at least a, I don't know. It's hard, it's, it's hard to say which of the two racist episodes is better. That sounds like something that'll get me fucking yeah. attacked. But, like. Yeah. The Zakora the- one had, like, something resembling a good moral? 
This yeah. one was just actively wrong. Yeah, the Sakura one was at least like, hey, we're gonna make the ponies being racist like the butt of the entire episode's yeah. joke. Like, the point is the ponies were racist, so they, like, had bad shit happen to them, and they made wrong assumptions. Like, that's the point of the episode. This one's just, colonialism's okay if you, like, give a tiny bit back. Fucking... Yeah. Uh, and, like, looking at, like, what people are saying around the time this episode dropped, there are a lot of people who are like, oh, I thought it was good, or, you know, the Sattler ponies put in a lot of hard work, they should get to cape it, or... Like, the, the thing that Lauren Faust was applying to is someone saying, like, a lot of people are saying that the Native American stereotypes are bad. Is there anything you like to tell these people to change their minds or make them feel better about it? I, myself, am convinced this episode was great, but some people just can't let this go. You know, random person on DeviantArt in 2011 said that, and they're fucking wrong. And, like, yeah. they don't, like, seem to get it? <sighs> it's real frustrating. It's, it's a... I want to say, like, if, if you were wanting to watch the show after listening to this podcast like literally watch the show until the train car gets separated off the back of the train and then just go to the next episode Mm -hmm. you lose nothing of value yeah pretty much okay i mean i guess you miss brayburn's good little bit of jokes at the start okay never mind when brayburn shows off the orchard like a minute later okay yeah that's like what four minutes into the episode you can just you can just end the episode then yeah everything after that don't worry about it. You are you already know it's just about fucking colonialism apologia. <sighs> Do we have any letters? You know what? I don't think I don't think I want to know if we have any letters. I don't think Nope, no mail. I don't think I want letters attached to this episode. Yeah, no letters and don't worry folks, we would read them after a good episode if you did send any in. Yeah, well we'll get to those next time. Uh okay. Um Julie, we were hit by a horse truck and had easy guided to Equestria. I have been Ponyville's beloved graceful spark. You can find my writing programs, podcast posts, everything else at fit to plug at princess.software. Beans, where can we find you? Ah, yeah. Uh, you can find me running the uh, Horse Isekai Twitter account. And uh, other than that, uh, all the parts of my brain that are not locked here in Equestria can be found through uh, dracos.art. So D-R-A-E-K-O-S dot A-R-T. See you around, folks. Mwah. Bye. Bye.